East Coast, good morning on the West Coast, and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dice, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquenceOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you? Leave the audience wanting more. What if your brand was a small business brand? Same principle applies. Would you leave the audience wanting more? And that's the name of our episode today. Small business is big business in America. No hashtag required. Before we get to that, I want to jump back two weeks of that great interview we had with John Bissell from Greylock Federal Credit Union up in Western Massachusetts, specifically about that very candid and earnest discussion we had about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I've had a lot of great conversations with people on the phone since then about that topic. And I guess all I really want to say about it is I don't need to hear from anybody about DEI. I have lived it my entire life. I grew up in a military community down in San Antonio, Texas, almost on a midpoint between Fort Sam Houston in the Army and Randolph Air Force Base in the Air Force. And I got to tell you, just our bus stop alone, there aren't enough boxes on the census form to cover just a handful of kids that were at my bus stop. James Stacy, his dad was from Iowa, married a girl in Japan. Thomas Kozlowski, his dad was Polish from the Midwest, married a woman in Korea. Artemio Rivera, Filipino dad, German mom. Clement Turner, black dad, German mom. Wherever the United States military had won a war or was keeping the peace, that's what the kids looked like. And we had no concept of race and ethnicity. We were boys and girls. And apparently even that is controversial now. And so, and again, to be perfectly blunt about it, you know, I don't want to sound like the classic, what we used to call the old buddy-duddy, but I am done taking advice on this stuff from people who were younger than me. If you have accomplished, as I have, I'm a college graduate, I'm a graduate of some of the toughest schools the U.S. Army has to offer, a Desert Storm and combat veteran, I just, I'm done taking advice from a generation who only puts down their phones long enough to swallow Tide Pods. I'm just, that's just me where I am right now. I was watching something on Hulu the other day, and you know, one of these little ads, I don't, I'm too cheap to get the commercial-free edition, and it's this little kid. Uh, Grown-ups, you have a lot to learn from me. I'm here on the beach picking up cans so the animals don't eat them. And I'm thinking, you're the only animal I see on the beach. I'm glad. Look, good. You want to pick up cans on the beach? Go ahead. But I've got nothing to learn from you, little Billy or Tommy or whomever you are. Anyway, I've got a lot to learn from our guest today. In the setup, we're going first to Dr. Lorneth Peters, a PhD from Austin P. State University up in Clarksville, Tennessee. Let's go, P. Be a governor. Um, she is a big-time believer in the value of small business. She is a super connector, entrepreneur, entrepreneur navigator, featured writer, and podcaster. I know because I did a podcast with her during the pandemic called Wednesday Wisdom with Dr. Lorneth Peters. And I think one of the big questions we all have, myself included, is as we come out of COVID-19, are we going to experience a boom or a bust, a recessionary kind of vibe? And I asked her about that, and this is what she said. That's a great question. 
Will there be a boom or a bust with businesses in the upcoming years? As you know, we cannot predict the future, but we can look at history for some help as it pertains to predicting the future. And I will tell you, research has shown over and over again. Every recession we've ever gone through, every economic downturn, every change we have experienced, there are some things businesses need to pay attention to. Four areas. Debt. Make sure you eliminate debt as much as you can because that frees you. Also, making the right decisions. Taking the time to do some strategic planning. Next, your workforce development, your workforce management. Who are you bringing on your team? Are they adding to the vision and mission of your business? Last but not least, we've been hearing about this over and over again for the past year, digital transformation. So focus on those four areas, debt reduction, decision making, workforce management, workforce development I also like to say, and digital transformation. These areas will ensure it doesn't matter what's going on around you, your company will see some and as you can hear, her answer was actually better than my question. I believe my opinion, and, and it's costing – it's worth exactly what it's costing you to hear it. I think the recovery is going to vary by region in many ways. The United States has always been a confederation. There have always been certain parts of the country that are doing better than others. And one of the reasons I picked Clarksville for this small business episode is because Clarksville, before the pandemic, Forbes had named Clarksville the number one city to live in and to do business in. I've been up there. It is absolutely true. In many ways, the city of Clarksville is the city I would like to see New Braunfels become. We've got enough military close by to us. Clarksville is at the epicenter of a great military tradition, Fort Campbell. Yes, I know they say it's in Kentucky, but everyone in Clarksville knows Fort Campbell is in Clarksville, Tennessee, and they are at the nexus of a great economic renaissance, great, great brands moving in to Middle Tennessee. I believe the triumvirate of Tennessee, Texas, and Florida are going to lead the way economically as we come out of COVID-19 and will be the best place to bank and do small business, uh, as Danielle Stack has decided to do with her farmer's insurance agency. And the other reason I, I wanted to talk to Danielle is because small business, you can't get more small business than a, a locally owned, even though it's got the farmer's national brand behind it. I can tell you, selling insurance, you either sell insurance or you don't eat. And I have two family members, an uncle and a cousin, who I'm convinced retired as millionaires without a college degree, and they started by selling insurance. And that's what they did. I can remember being in, in, in Rhode Island this summer with my other uncle, just dropping off policies at the door. This is before you know PDF files and email and things like that. And so I've always been fascinated by Insurance, I think the reason that I never really got into it is because when I was working at the bank, I had to get a Group 1 insurance license to sell annuities. And the five days it took me to get that Group 1 license, the training for that was literally 40 hours of the most boring five days of my entire life. The guy read out of a three-ring binder for 40 
hours Monday through Friday, and that kind of put me off insurance uh, and life and everything else that week. Um, and so I just, it was always there as an option when the recession hit and my professional speaking career was sort of winding down. I thought about it. I've always thought about it and may still, may still do it. So we're going to find out from Danielle Stack how she picked farmers, uh, her attitude about small business, and then, of course, ask her, hey, as we've been asking all of our guests, what were some of the shows that you might have discovered during COVID-19 that you might not have discovered otherwise that you really enjoyed? And her answer did not surprise me one bit. And so we're going up to Clarksville, Tennessee. If you want to catch the last train to Clarksville out of San Antonio, Texas, right down the road from here, you will have to be on the train at 7 a.m. on Sunday morning, and you'll get to Clarksville 37 hours later at 8 p.m. on Monday. That is the last train to Clarksville, or you can just listen to the Power Performance Podcast, because we're going up there next, and we're going to do it all right after this. For over 11 years and over 500 episodes, it's conference quality information without the rubber chicken dinner, the PowerPoint, and the expense report. This is the Power Performance Podcast. And when you get to Clarksville, if you need home, auto, any kind of insurance, business insurance, you better go see our friend Danielle Stack at the Stack Insurance Agency. Hey, Danielle, how are you? I am so grateful that you thought of me, Jason. Absolutely. And my first question was, you know, with so many insurance brands out there, how did you end up picking Farmers? Farmers reached out to me. They called um, my cell phone and maybe sent me an email, and so they found my application on Indeed. And I had no idea that I had my application on Indeed. Um, so I was quite shocked. Um, when they reached out, though, I got to thinking that maybe um, others were interested in me. So I started reaching out to some of the major other carriers and kind of Googled them, researched, looked up their ownership plan. Um, with farmers, I do own my own book of business, which is amazing. So when I retire, I could sell it to them, I could sell it to somebody else, or I could actually give it to my kids if I needed to, um, anything like that. It is my book of business. Um, and that's what kind of snagged me in on the sale with farmers. That was interesting to me because I remember my cousin Colleen, who I mentioned earlier, was not a was not a college graduate when one day we were informed, hey, she has purchased the Allstate Insurance Agency where she started as basically a secretary, and she ran that agency for many years, and like I said, I'm convinced she retired as a millionaire. Next, I asked Danielle, what is the number one way that she stays connected to her customers and prospects? So I guess my answer would depend on the time. So when I originally started almost four and a half years ago, being in person was a great way to be in contact with them, seeing them in the office, seeing them out at events, volunteering. Then when COVID or the pandemic hit, the best way at that point was social, email, and I was actually mailing cards, which really worked well. I'm just thanking them. I'm sending jokes. Um, um, like uh, toilet paper jokes, anything like that, to remind them that I was still there during everything when everybody was scared and staying at home and really didn't know what was happening next. Social is another big one for me. I do a lot of social media marketing videos, um, staying connected. I just believe in staying connected because I don't want my clients to ever forget about me or when they're asked who is their insurance agent, I don't want them to go, uh... 
I want them to be able to answer immediately. Found that exchange so very charming because, you know, when, again, this is the quintessential small business. If, if Danielle does not, you know, sign new business, keep her existing clients, she's not going to have a small business. And of course, for, you know, the banking brands in Clarksville, if she is successful, then what a great banking prospect that becomes, you know, business banking, investments, you know, loans, if necessary, expansion. There, there is such a symbiotic relationship between small business and banking. And that was one, number, one of the number one reasons I wanted to do, I've wanted to do a small business show for almost three years. And of course, last year, it just didn't feel right because all the small businesses were shut down. It seemed that way in May, at least. And then, so I, and then I asked Danielle, you've talked about the importance of social media, especially during the pandemic. You heard Dr. Lorneth Peters talk about that digital transformation. However, I am convinced Small business and banking success comes down to people skills, meeting people in person. And so I asked Danielle, how important is it for you to go out there and do these community events to stay connected to people, the old-fashioned way of networking, shaking hands, fist bumps, elbow bumps, whatever? How important is that to your small business brand? Um, I will have to say that I am a firm believer that you win in life with people. Without people, interactions, anything, I, I just don't think we can move forward and, and progress as we need to in business. In-person uh, networking is, is how I have grew my business. At the very beginning when people would call me and ask if I could do a donation to a certain group or if I could do this, I had no money. I'm a startup business. So I would absolutely say, I don't have any money, but can I volunteer my time? And then that built relationships. It does no good to go out and talk to people and tell them all about yourself. My goal is to go out and talk to people and learn about them. Um, and then that way I know if I can help them, if I can't help them, I absolutely love being out and seeing people. Um, it, it makes me happy. It makes my energy go crazy. I just love it. And if there is anything that anybody can do to help somebody else, um, I'm all in for it. I have to say that bit of advice about volunteering your, your time in lieu of cash donations, that, that was some of the best advice I've ever heard for a small business startup. And then finally, I asked Danielle a question we've been asking a lot of people. And she's a small business owner. You know, she's a mom. She's very busy. I said, but you know, we all spent a little more time at home during the pandemic. Was there a show or a series that you really got into that you might not have had time to enjoy without COVID-19? During COVID, um, I actually did watch one series, and that is surprising because I never sit still and watch TV. If I sit down and lay down or relax, I'm probably going to go to sleep and crash because I use so much energy throughout the day. But it was hands down the crown. I actually even ordered a three-pearl necklace just like Queen Elizabeth wore on everything. But it's really heavy, and I don't understand how it goes around my neck and how she handles it so well. Um, but yes. Never watch TV. The Crown is amazing. Love Queen Elizabeth. And I think we binge watched it, kind of. And then I haven't even really watched anything again since then, except for maybe when we had the huge snowstorm, we watched Yellowstone. Ah, uh, yes. Two great picks. If you've listened to the show at all over the past year, you know I'm a huge, huge fan of The Crown. And I, too, enjoyed Yellowstone. Well, when you hear the jingle, we are farmers. Dun, 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 dun. Danielle Stack is part 
of that great insurance brand. And again, if you're in Clarksville needing any kind of insurance services, go see our friends at the Stack Insurance Agency, and we thank Danielle so very kindly for joining us on the Power Performance Podcast. And it was so nice to talk to you. Bye, Jason. Thank you, Danielle. Great job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Such a great conversation. Of course, as I've mentioned many times, the interviews are, are but a small sample of a much larger conversation. So I do want to thank Danielle Stack and Dr. Lorneth Peters. I encourage you to follow them both out there on LinkedIn. And uh, great information from both of them. If you're a small business owner, great things that you can emulate that Danielle does. And if you're interested in small business and the world of small business and as it relates to banking, Dr. Lorneth Peters, great academic academic, spend a lot of time talking and posting about that, and so you don't want to miss out on all of that great stuff. You know, that is one of my constant criticisms of LinkedIn. I I joined LinkedIn because I wanted that professional networking, and over the years, it sort of devolved into a bit of you know, Facebook with the affirmations and things like that. Well, you can, you can filter through that if you really want to and find very, very useful information. And I do find that when I'm, when I'm out there and especially following people like Dr. Peters and Danielle and just staying away from some of the other stuff. Like I said, I'm on my third iteration of LinkedIn now, and I'm being very, very selective on who I follow and what I post. But I do want to thank Dr. Peters and Danielle Stack for helping us celebrate small business because small business is big business in America. And I want to thank you so much for joining us on the Power Performance Podcast. Coming up next, we are going to start our new show with an uh, just an absolute stone-cold Pioneer. It's going to be Sunday on Monday, Sunday Seafried, a show about the serious business of cannabis banking. No rim shots, no jokes. It's a legitimate business. Three billion with a B, phonetically bravo for our friends out at the 101st Airborne Division. Three billion dollars. Okay. That's not some Cheech and Chong rim shot. It is really serious business. You heard Danielle mention her string of pearls that she purchased. There's a picture of her wearing those. And I've just got to say, Meryl Streep, Olivia Coleman has taken you to school when it comes to acting. As much as I loved Claire Foy in seasons one and two, man, Olivia Coleman, so good. If you haven't watched The Crown, I highly recommend it. And so uh, another another fan of The Crown I found up there. It's something very charming about someone with that Tennessee drawl talking about, you know, Elizabeth Regina, Queen Elizabeth II. I'm a big fan too. I collected stamps as a very, very young child. And of course, it was a premium placed on older stamps. And so I would get a lot of stamps from the Commonwealth countries featuring the profile of our beloved queen. I know I'm American. I'm Texan. I don't think we'll ever have a queen in this country. But if we did, I hope she's a lot like Queen Elizabeth II. All right, folks, thank you so much for listening. Again, my name is Jason Dyes. And until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Take care. And speaking of Tennessee, let's get out of here with some Dolly Parton, Mule Skinner Blues. 